listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. Today, how about we think about people watching us when we ride or when we compete? Because a lot of people feel that they ride very differently when they think people are watching them, whether that's strangers or people that they know whether that's people that they think are going to be really kind to them or people that they're imagining are being a bit unkind. So I want to think about the brain and the brain's role in all of this because I think there's two main bits of the brain that are helping to sustain this dislike of people watching us do our ride. So the first one is deep in the middle of the brain. It's a part of the brain called the thalamus and it's kind of like a distribution center in that it takes information from most of our senses. So all of our senses apart from smell, it takes stuff from our eyes and ears and taste buds and skin And it sends the information to the correct part of the brain so that those messages can get interpreted and we know what's happening around us. So if you imagine a rider who's having trouble with people watching them, then they're probably seeing them even just out of the corner of their eye. And the thalamus in this case receives the information sends it off to the vision centers of the brain, sends it off to the visual cortex. But once it gets to the visual cortex, it gets to a part called the V1 part. And V1 is a region that's really interesting because it decides what we pay attention to. So it's like a PA, if you like, the old V1, a PA that's absolutely inundated with emails. Because if you think of all this stuff that we see in any one moment, you can see different colours, you can see millions of shades of colour, you can see contrast with light and dark and shadow and so on, you can see how bright something is, You can also tell whether something's far away or close to. You can see movement and the speed of movement. Is something moving to you? Is it moving across ways? When you think about the amount of data that we take in through our eyes, it's immense. And some of it, in fact, most of it, we don't need to know about. So you're not particularly thinking about the particular shade of the colour that you're looking at mostly right now. Maybe you are now, you're drawn to it. But, you know, we can kind of forget a lot of it. It's, It's simply not useful to us in that direct moment. So the V1 is that PA that says, right, I'm not going to read that email just yet and I'm going to put that one in junk and I'm going to read that one right now because that one's really important to us. So it picks and it chooses what's a priority from moment to moment and we can sensitize that V1 area to certain things. 
that certain things that we want to pay attention to. So for example, let's say you were driving. The V1 lets you be especially aware of other road users, cars, bikes, motorbikes, horse riders, pedestrians that might be coming into view in that they're crossing. But pedestrians that are milling about on the pavement, maybe you don't pay special attention to them. You've got some attention, but your attention is more on the traffic. And things like stuff that's in shop windows or you know, the the price of petrol as you pass the petrol station, maybe you're not paying particular attention to that. So the V1 chooses what it thinks is important and it's like a filtering system. And what's interesting is that we will have set those filters. So maybe we did it unconsciously without knowing, but we've got those presets And we can change the presets at any time, which is what we're going to come on to. And the thing about the V1 part of the the visual cortex is that it's pretty biased and it has a little bit of a disadvantage because if you are constantly thinking about something, it will find it for you. Now, that's good if you're constantly looking for, let's say, reasons to be happy. Let's say that that was your primer. That's what you typed into your V1 system. You typed in reasons to be happy and you go out for a walk and the sun's shining and maybe it's a cloud, but the sun's shining and you pay attention to the sun and you see some waggy-tailed dogs and they look really happy and that makes you feel happy and people smile at you and you smile back and you might say hello and you feel a little bit connected to the world and maybe you see a beautiful field and the grass is just gently swaying and it all looks perfect. Now, if you went on that same walk but you'd primed your brain with reasons to feel really, really down and fed up, then you would, instead of looking at the sun and thinking, oh, what a gorgeous day, you'd be looking at the clouds and you think, oh my God, I'm so fed up of clouds and it looks like it might rain. And then you've got these dogs and people on your walk to navigate round. You know, you can't just walk. You've got to keep stepping off the pavement or moving into the road. And then, you know, people keep saying hello to you and you're trying to listen to your podcast and you're really fed up of the world. And it just depends what you've primed yourself on. So that's really, really interesting. It's prioritizing, your brain is prioritizing what you've already set up. So you can think about when you're riding, then that little V1 part of the brain finds it, whatever you've been thinking about, um, and it takes it as being a priority. So if your thing 
is that you don't like people watching you and you concentrate on people watching and you think about it before you ride and you tell people you don't like people watching. And then when you get to wherever you're going to ride, whether that's at home or it's um, at a venue, at a competition, and you see potential people who may see your ride, then you've really kind of made your V1 area properly primed up. I mean, it's, it is ready for you, completely ready to find all these people watching you. That's obviously not really where we want our focus when we're riding. There's a second part of the brain that also deals with attention. And this is called the reticular activating system. And it's in the brainstem, which is that kind of chunk at the bottom of your skull going into your spinal cord. And it's another gatekeeper. And it highlights things and events in our environment and it lets us know so we're aware of things. So it's really good at flagging up things that we've pre-primed it with. So it gathers all this information and sends it off to various parts of the conscious mind. Okay, and interestingly, the reticular activating system or the RAS is also very good at turning on the fight or flight. So it's linked, you know, to these types of immediate and instinctive acts. Okay, so as another attention center, it decides where to place our attention. And just like the V1, we want it to go to somewhere that is helpful to us rather than something that hinders us. Now, the RAS has a second job. Again, it's all sort of linked. And this job is to automate as much of our behavior as possible, so to make things automatic. So, for instance, Let's say you've got to drive to a brand new place. You've never, ever been to this place before. And so your attention is naturally focused on the road, on the turnings, on the road signs, maybe on your sat-nav, because you want to get to this place. You know, you don't want your attention to drift off. And by the way, this will take a lot of concentration. It'll probably make you quite tired if it's a long journey because you'll be burning up loads of glucose in your brain. But, you know, each time you go to that place, it'll get a little bit easier and easier and easier. And if you go to this place daily, weekly, monthly, or however regularly, your RAS will have downloaded that route into your unconscious mind. So you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think, oh gosh, well, I've got to turn right at that estate agent's and then there's a really odd junction that I have to turn left at and I have to really remember that. You don't have to think any of that because it just becomes known to you. So it, it makes it so much easier for you. And how nice is it to have a good habit or 
some kind of behavior like the driving behavior made automatic. So you're not constantly alert and having to think so much. So if you prime your mind with something positive, in other words, what you want, then your RAS will help you with that and make that an automatic behavior. Now, thinking again about people who dislike others watching them, two things could happen. Firstly, in that case, you may well have primed your unconscious mind to pay more attention to the thought or the actuality of people watching. So that's your primer. You know, you've, you, you've done it without purpose and, you know, you've, you've done it without wanting to do it, but that's what your brain is now searching for. So it's a bit like brain bingo. So now when someone watches you, your RAS jumps into action and it is like someone shouting house in bingo and, and you know, sort of says, right, there they are. They're watching you. Look, look. Now, secondly, if this is something that you prime your brain with enough, you keep saying about people watching you, or you keep thinking about it, you keep observing it in reality or observing it in your brain, in your mind, then we're going to make it very, very automatic and very easy because your reticular activating system just says, oh, this is really easy. All I've got to do is spot everybody watching me all the time and I'll just alert you to that fact. So how can we alter this? I mentioned a lot today about priming these parts of the brain that draw our attention, either visually draw our attention or draw our attention because it thinks it's a pattern that you actually want to be drawn to. Well, we need to reset. And to do this, we need to focus on what we want. So think about the ride. Think about how you're going to ride it. Think about what you're going to do. Think about you, your position, your aids. Think about the horse, the horse's movement, the horse's position of itself. And focus on those things. Think about those things. The more you put into your brain about people watching you, the more your brain thinks, oh, I must pay attention to those people. So you could do this by visualizing and visualizing the ride. You could do it by visualizing the ride. And if you wanted to have people around the arena, you would visualize maintaining your concentration on your ride. Um, you can also do this by thought processes. You can do it kind of in a logical sequence. Think about the floor plan that you're going to do. 
And again, you're concentrating on the ride, but if you're not a visual person, you might not want to see it as such, but you might want to feel it or talk yourself through it. And there's absolutely zero mention of people watching. So the key here is to only focus on what you want. Okay, so you focus only on what you want to have happen. The rest you can ignore. And sometimes that's how people make a bit of a mistake in their mindset because you focus on the good and you focus on the bad. But if you're trying to prime these areas of the brain, you focus on what you want. The rest makes it all a bit muddled. So the brain isn't quite sure. Do you want that or don't you want that? Because you've been thinking about it an awful lot. So let's assume that it's important to you and you want full focus on that thing. So by doing this, by focusing only on what you want, then you're repriming your brain and your reticular activating system will try to match what you've put into your brain because that's what it does. It will match what you habitually think about. Same for the V1 area in the visual cortex. It will match, highlight, draw your attention to things that you think about a lot and things that you visualize a lot. So if you have problems with this, Obviously, it takes practice because it took practice to install this way of thinking in the first place. So to unthink it just takes a bit of practice and a bit of repetition. But if you stumble and you find that it's really difficult and you're still having problems with people watching you, then think about going to have a little bit of NLP or hypnotherapy that's just a little bit stronger and can give you that extra oomph to get rid of this thought pattern. And I suppose my take-home message is that if you allow your brain, your mind, to run completely on autopilot, then it completely will, just like a computer will. You know, if you open up a particular program on your computer, your computer doesn't say, no, you don't want that one. That one's no good. There's another version that's really great for that. It just runs the program and the same as your brain. So until you say, oh, I don't like this, let's have a bit of an update, it will continue to automatically do the things that you've primed it with. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon. 